0: welcome to another episode of spirit talks with natalie brown spirit talks is all about conscious conversations to awaken and enlighten it was born from a desire to bring together a conscious community and create opportunities for deeper connection and real conversations this platform is for inspiring heart leaders guardians of the earth and conscious entrepreneurs sharing the spirit of all things their divine wisdom Revolutionary ideas, inventions, modalities and channelings to bridge the gap between our world and the spiritual world in order to shift the consciousness of humanity. Hello everybody and welcome to another beautiful episode of Spirit Talks. Mm. Today I am joined by Galinda Haysen, I'm also joined by Tilly Katz and Myra Medhurst. So mm-hmm. welcome ladies. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to have you here. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about Lemuria and Atlantis, remembering ancient ways. And so who knows where this is going to take us today. I'm mm-hmm. um, <laughs> sharing about, you know, the remembrance of Lemuria. So I'm going to hand over to you, Galinda. Please share with me where you're from and what do you do?
1: Hi, I'm Galinda and I assist children, adults and families who feel unsafe and out of depth in the ocean uh, and to turn that fear around and to bring more fun and to bring more play and joy into their lives through meditating, through yoga, through breath work and through lots of calming techniques. And I'm on the Gold Coast.
0: Mm, Beautiful. I love that because so many kids like feel very disconnected, especially if there's a fear around water. So what a beautiful thing to be able to gift people. That's amazing. Even adults, you know, adults as well. I know that I'm definitely, I have a fear for the ocean because I nearly drowned in this lifetime. Um, And I'm sure I've drowned in many other lifetimes, but there's definitely a deep fear. So Um, I have a lot of respect for the ocean. Mm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Tilly Cat, where are you from and what do you do, my love?
2: So I was born in Ireland um, and I left Ireland when I was 18 and went to England and travelled around the world and ended up in Australia 22 years ago. So um, this is my home now. I have a little boy here. Um, So... Basically, my memories come from very earlier on when I was a a little baby. I had a reoccurring dream, and um, I've since kind of went into my cache in the last probably ten years and discovered where that dream led to, and it brought me back to Lemuria and Atlantis, and um, a lot of memories have been flooding in in the last, specifically in the last ten years. So that's uh, so. What I what I do, I um, I know I'm back here. I remember being told I had to come back here, so I'm back here mm-hmm. on a mission um, to try and raise the vibration and to unveil the um, the deception um, uh, that this this frequency gives off so that we can raise the vibration and, and change the frequency and bring it back to harmony. So mm. that's
0: that's where I'm at. <laughs> beautiful. I love that unveiling the deception <laughs> mm-hmm. oh that's another subject all on its own yeah. but we're not going to go too much into that today and mm-hmm. um, I love speaking about that we are here ultimately to raise the vibration through this conversation as well and help people activate their remembrance of the and Atlantis as well so that their gifts and their magic can be activated and they can share their genius and their beautiful magnificence with the world as well even if it's just in their families or if they're light leaders, light workers, guides, you know, star seeds, whoever you are, if you're listening to this. And actually, if you want to ask any questions, feel free to ask us questions today. So, Myra, tell us where you're from and what do you do, my love? Yeah, good
3: morning, Natalie. Thank you so much for this opportunity. <laughs> good morning to the other ladies and the other listeners. So, yes, my name is Myra Medhurst. And I'm actually the founder and owner of Ascension Sanctuary on the Sunshine Coast, Australia. It's called Temple of the Priestess. Mm. And I also founded an online educational platform called the New Earth Academy. And it's where Ascension gets to meet enterprise, where the New Earth visionaries can really step into their leadership Mm. roles now. So for me, um, I've had a couple of really profound experiences. Um, early on at the age of four it was the year of 1986 and my family had a fancy dress party going on because of Halley's Comet was flying over Australia and so I was four that year and I remember being at the front of the driveway looking into the night sky looking for this comet And I had a really, really profound experience that evening of just knowing that there was so much more to life. There was so much more going on than just our physical bodies having this experience. And so there's kind of been more of an unfolding really from that point, Um, but really stepping into my Atlantean Akash, going back into these past civilizations I wasn't seeking it. It actually came to me and it really did change the course of my life. I mean, it it, it created this whole business, you know, one mm-hmm. of my spiritual awakenings. It um, it changed the way I birthed my son. It, it influenced the property that I was going to buy. Mm-hmm. So this is a really big topic for me. Um, it mm-hmm. really has changed the course of my life and ignited so many gifts ignited so much ancient wisdom and yeah I'm so excited because I just this is my wheelhouse (laughs) I love it (laughs) um and I do I really want to see more women and more men you know step into their remembrance there's so many beautiful gifts there there's so much healing there's so much magic um Mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's kind of what I'm up to now
0: amazing thank you (laughs) I love that we have all through our lives, you know, come to those very moments where there was this um, defining moment of remembrance, where it awakened something so deep within you. And I, I believe that a lot of us have had Lemurian Atlantic lives or, you know, lives in Atlantis. And one of the things that I was shown, and I kept on being shown this vision all the time of me in atlantis standing in a temple and showing people on these plinths these white plinths how to work with energy Mm. how to create energy between their hands and then create matter from that energy and i couldn't understand what was going on i was like you know what was this until i started deep diving into more of this into the akash into asking my spirit team what was all of this about And then finding out that I've been a teacher for as long as I can remember. Um, And also coming into this life, I used to have a blackboard where I had written things. You know, I was really tiny and I would put my brother and sister down and my mom had to sit and I would teach them on this blackboard and just channel things through things that as a little kid, you know, you can't read in books. So I believe that there is such a beautiful space for us to return back to ancient ways and simplify our lives. So let's start talking about Lemuria Atlantis. What can you remember, Galinda, of those times? And what would you like to share with humanity? What was the, the thing that really awakened things for you as such?
1: Uh, going down to the beach on a full moon and <clears throat> with a couple of my fellow mermaids and one of the girls said she could see the city and I was like, what are you talking about? I can't see you sitting. The next morning in my meditation, it came to me. So from that moment, I've been visiting in my meditations, but also in the ocean as well. I live three minutes away from the beach and I'm, I'm an ocean person. I'm a surfer. I'm a swimmer. So to actually start to see everything that's been in my meditations has been happening out in the ocean as well. Um, So, yeah, it's just a remembering, I guess, of I can see the city, but there's no people. So I've Mm -hmm. since found where my people are and and the pieces are slowly starting to come to me. But what Mm -hmm. I'm feeling when I'm in the water, it's like I'm sitting here with you, is there was this fear of not wanting to come back here. And the guilt that came along with that, with not wanting to come back to my daughter and my husband to actually stay there but now I since know that that's where the magic is and to keep following it and to just feel that love and that openness and that freedom that I've felt now that mm-hmm. I've found my people, um, they were locked away in a, in a cave, an underwater cave. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've, I've managed to get them out and that's kind of where I'm up to. I've got a few other little, little bits and pieces, but it's just this profound love that I have. I have a dolphin with me and I know how special dolphins are um you know i'm swimming daily and seeing fish and the fish are stopping and they're looking at me so it's a real it's a visceral feeling everything that's unfolding is is mm-hmm. magic and i'm finding like pieces of i feel our city on the beach i'm finding these amazing all these messages are coming to me so i'm just i'm loving it it's 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 amazing
0: yeah beautiful yeah. and it's we are so intrinsically connected to Um, The dolphins, the whales, you know, the whales are our elders, or they are elders of um, the oceans and of this world. And so much wisdom is coming back through them. So, in terms of remembering ancient ways, it's also remembering that we can speak to the dolphins, we can speak to the whales, we can connect with the underwater world and unlock those temples that's there, that's ready to be unlocked and accessed, right? And so, It's interesting you say you're talking about your people. So tell me a bit more about your people. What have you found out about them? So my people have been
1: locked away. Mm -hmm. So the city's fallen and there's nobody there. Yeah. And I was alone swimming, looking for people. And I felt this presence, which turned out to be the dolphin. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. we swam for a very long time. This has taken months of swimming and finding nothing. And then we've just recently found a cave. So these Mm -hmm. people have been locked away. They're fearful. So I guess I'm wondering whether there's no coincidence, there's a lot of fear of what's going around at the moment and perhaps even, you know, all the rain that we've had, especially here in my area for the last, earlier on this year, like almost five months worth, Mm -hmm. whether history is repeating itself and the city has fallen and look at the areas that are devastated here that just break my heart so close to me where people have lost everything. So it's kind of like this, this, such a similarity. But Mm. my people are safe, they're okay, but they're within that cave, they're okay, but they've hidden from something. And it's almost like when I found what it was, it was like War of the Worlds, these these big tripod things with big long legs, like big, I don't know how else to explain it. And I've got a sword Mm. and I've fought them all off.
0: Mm. Goodness. So now yeah. everybody's
1: coming back out <laughs> and we're starting to to find our world again and to find our city again. So
0: mm. yeah. that's so amazing. And have they shared wisdom with you? Have they shared some of their wisdom with you? Uh, I've had a few conversations.
1: One elder comes forward and, and shares a few things with me. Yeah. He's um he's pretty much just like, you, you gotta save us. And I'm like, no, no, I can't save you. I can't save Mm. you we can save each other let's what I have you have let's Mm. connect into that and let's let's help each other out so yeah it's it's very simple subtle messages but I'm sure Mm. there's there's more coming yeah
0: yeah beautiful thank you for sharing Galinda thank you magical Tilly Cat tell us about your experiences and what you remember about those ancient times please (laughs)
2: Oh <laughs> So look, I'll start with um, from when I was born. from the minute I was born, I had a reoccurring dream. I knew I'd come from somewhere and it was traumatic. Um, I carried a lot of trauma into this world and I, I every night I had a reoccurring dream that I was falling off these big red cliffs. And um, I'd hit the bottom every night and I literally would like break my pra- break my cot. Um, and I remember my family used to look in and laugh and I would think you have no idea like where where are my family? Who are these people and why are you why are you laughing at me? This is traumatic. Um, and that dream happened for like 12 years. And I remember when on TV, the fall guy or the A-team would come on and I'd see the Grand Canyon and I would literally think there's my home. That's that's it. That's that's my home. Um, and then later. That, that disappeared at the age of twelve. and then later on, probably about oh, about five years ago, I got very unwell. And I went to see a lady who's an akashic healer. Um, and we did an akashic session. And out of nowhere, I find myself hearing screams. I'm running out of a teepee with a baby in my arms. I see my hair, it's long and black, and my skin color is a, you know a, a more Mediterranean. Um, and I've got a a three-month-old baby who's got the same energy as my son in in my arms, Um, and as I'm running, I look back and I'm just hearing, feeling mayhem. I know that the dark, darker forces have taken over my village, Um, and I remember turning and I got hit over the head with a rock and I fell down this little crevice and I woke up again and I was running towards the edge of the cliff, And, um, I turned around and my husband was there and he was holding an axe. Just, he looked really defeated and through telepathy, he just said, go, you know, take, take it into your own hands because really the, the alternative just wasn't an option. Um, so I chose to jump off the cliff with the baby in my arms and it's my son in this lifetime. And as I was jumping, I promised him I would come back into another lifetime and right wrongs that were done there. Um, now I know it was AI technology that was starting to take over there and that's what what was merging with human and it became but we were called blindsided. I, I was so I was so blindsided. I think I was so innocent we lived off the land, you know, we we had our babies at the same time. We <laughs> everything was just in harmony and we were just beautiful creative light beings that 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 had no no malevolence whatever the word is um inside of us we were just just joyful to be alive and and creating and being one with nature and then to have this shock like the shock of realizing that this kind of energy even existed was just so traumatic and I feel like I carried a lot of it into this lifetime um but I've since been back to Atlantis as well where I've woken up on a slab and it's a quantum slab and my soul family surrounds me there and they welcome me back and call me Christina. Um, And my son is there. He's 23. And it exists in another frequency. It's not gone. It's definitely still there. And I I believe we're in a frequency. And we all, all these places exist simultaneously. Um, And they showed me that I have an ability to transmute fire to water. I literally have like laser beams that come out of my eyes. Um, And I can, my job is to kind of protect the children in this lifetime to really expose the um the, the things that are happening especially in the catholic churches um mm-hmm. i've been doing a lot of grid work on the churches on on the the, ch- the chapels and the big you know in especially in france actually um so that's kind of my my job in this lifetime is me fire to water mm-hmm. and um yeah the, it's very quantum there there's a Merlin like gentleman who does a lot of healing there um puts us in healing chambers and helps helps us as much as he can and look I said to them what are you why am I there (laughs) what's going on and they literally went you chose this you know this you wanted to go back and have this experience and I'm like I turned around to my husband and I'm like, why, why don't you come with me? Because no way. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is you, you know? So they showed me like, keep your head down and just do your job. They showed me a girl in an office walking past all the staff who were, you know, saying hello to her and keeping her head down and just getting on the computer. They were like, just get the job done. Just, it's nothing profound. Just get the job done. So um, it always feels really intense while we're here. But then when we go back there, they're just like, you know you're you're the only one that takes it so seriously so um (laughs) so yeah I know they're there and I've the 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 feeling of just being around them and the temples are so beautiful in that like there's water in between um where we walk and this the big sandstone pillars and you know it's beautiful Mm -hmm. and I know they're they're still there and I know uh when I leave this frequency that's where I end up it's not so it's not such a big thing that's kind of my home where I return back to so I have the kind of the Atlantean memories but I also have the Lemurian um so when we say the fall of Atlantis I'm still a little bit confused because for me the fall was when the cliff incident happened um mm-hmm. but I was Lemurian so I'm 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 still trying to figure that one out um and that's yeah. that's kind wow. of
0: it. yeah <clears throat> amazing amazing that um you know and i I feel so many souls have come back to do work for a specific soul mission um and for those of you that's listening out there you know this might activate a lot of remembrance and also a lot of um uncomfortableness (laughs) within you because we are actually in the moment also healing those the woundings from that time Lemurian times Atlantean times and a lot of what is happening now is kind of similarities and the playing out of what what is going on and what was going on back then right so I feel that you know if this is awakening something within you please please feel free to comment or um, ask some questions whilst we're on this this talk because obviously we want to hear from you guys as well But yeah, Myra, thank you for sharing your story, Tilly Kat. Myra, please share your remembrance and, you know, of you specifically talk about Atlantis as such. So were you in Lemuria as well, or can you just remember? Yeah, so that's kind of,
3: yeah, thanks, Tilly Cat. And I really resonate with just the, the connectivity for me was just a standout feature. It was a remembrance of being completely connected to the cosmos the animal kingdom, the crystalline kingdom, um, the weather, the seasons, Mm. um, architecture, mathematics, music. It all began to take this unified consciousness, this unified field. And that was a really standout feature for me of when I really stepped into my Atlantean Akash. Now for me, Atlantis and Lemuria are very different civilizations. They have a very different um, rhythm. They have a very different fragrance in the air. It's just such a different experience for me. So I talk about them quite separately, Mm -hmm. um, but I understand why we pack them together um, because they both are past civilizations, just as we have the past civilization of Egypt. So it's not yeah. very much a big stretch of the imagination just to go a little bit further back in time. And you're right, so many people now around the world are getting triggered in their Atlantean Akash. And it's designed that way because there is a lot of trauma. There is a lot of pain. There was a lot of destruction. And I think that might kind of trip a little pe- um, few people up when they touch into Atlantis you know we we kind of well I know I did it was this fantastical um mystical kind of dreamland that I kind of saw in the movies and and when I kind of got into the nitty-gritty and the truth of it it was like oh okay this Mm. actually took me by surprise I wasn't expecting this this destruction um this yeah, deception, Um, being blindsided is a great word. That's exactly what it feels like for me too. And when you are living in harmony and you're highly sensitive and you believe in the beauty and the magic of the human consciousness and spiritual evolution and our connection to divinity when you really are truthfully living from that place and you get blindsided it's very shocking it's yeah. very abrupt and and it runs a bit of havoc in in your system so i think you know now we are playing out these themes because it's earth's attempt and humanity's attempt to bring resolve to this to heal mm-hmm. it and and to I guess, stabilise and neutralise some of that pain and that grief. For me, there's a lot of grief and Mm -hmm. sadness and rage around Atlantis. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was like a surprising discovery for me. Um, And then Lemuria for me is entirely different. This is the world of the oceans, the water, a very... um, matriarchal system was all feminine led,
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, the the wisdom of the whales and the dolphins really come into play there and and even our star nations, they really start to play around with the contact into Lemuria. Um, But again, Lemuria for me had the features of connection to the land Connection to the oceans and the seasons and the currents. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then you've got all those beautiful discoveries, you know, about telepathy, teleportation, bilocation, instantaneous healing, you know, all of that magic really starts to. So I kind of call this, you know, um, I call it coming online. And so all of this wisdom is actually kept in our DNA, and it's kept in other places it's kept in the grids the magnetic grids and the energetic grids of the globe of our planet and you're right Natalie it's like it is kept in the whales and the dolphins
2: mm-hmm. they
3: do have a part to play they are the ancient record keepers of the history of humanity on this planet so that's why humanity is so drawn whales and dolphins we just have this absolute wonder and intrigue about them and you know I do believe it's why we've got international protection laws um, around and it it should be kind mm-hmm. of really taken a little bit further um there is this kind of innate sense that humans do have to protect whales and dolphins yeah. And I believe it's because we know deep down they have a very important part to play. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I'm I'm kind of more intrigued now in Lemuria because it's just yeah, where I'm at in my journey. And um, you know, for me, I I was unhappy <laughs> working a corporate job in Melbourne City, Australia, and I would seek refuge in a bookstore on my lunch break and this bookstore was a few, sh- a few streets down, it was called the Theosophical Book Society in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And I would walk the aisles just to get some peace and solitude and, and come back into, just back into a piece out of this corporate job that I, I was really not happy with. And I, I, I kind of said to the bookstore, I said, I'm not going to choose a book you have to show me, you have to choose the book for me. And so I walked the aisles for many weeks and, and nothing kind of jumped out at me. And I laugh that I use the word jump out at me because literally one day a book did jump out at me mm-hmm. and I was nowhere near the book aisle and it, a book jumped out, cover up facing me and it was in the position of what would have been my next step. And the book was called Discover Atlantis by Diana Cooper. And I'm like, there's my book. So I had no idea what Atlantis was yet, but this was the book. So I read that book. I devoured it in a few hours. I had tears streaming down my face of remembrance. And I just knew, I just knew, okay, something's here. I'm going to have to follow this. And so the book was wonderful. It was a great introduction. It kind of opened the door for me, but there was so much more. And, and really to pay homage to all of the beautiful teachers that have been on our pathways of, you know, there are many light workers and teachers that have gone before us that have had this information and mm-hmm. they have been sharing this. Um, so, so yeah, I've been supported that way. Um, and it just, it just got deeper and deeper, further and further. And then I kind of wanted, I really wanted a direct experience then. I kind of let the books go. Um, I let kind of the workshops and listening to other teachers go. And I really wanted to get to a point where I'm like, okay, I know I've got this inside me. You're going to have to give me something more now. I want a direct experience. I want to feel it and know it for myself what my life was like i was reading about other people's lives their remembrances of atlantis and i'm like okay that's really well and good but now i'm like i want my direct experience to come back online in my own body in my own remembrance Mm. because really you've got to understand is that you know, if if we were now to ask a person, you know, what what is it like to live in 2022? And I interview someone in in Tokyo, Japan, and then I interview someone, (laughs) you know, out on the Nullarbor in Australia, they're going to give entirely different accounts. And that was kind of where I I was left at. I'm like, okay, I've read these other people's accounts. I want to know mine. And so I was in a share house, uh, I think it was around 2009, um, in a share house in in Melbourne and I was really confused. I I was getting, you know, I think Centrelink payments at the time. I really didn't know what what direction to go next. I'd done some study in performing arts. I, I wasn't really getting many, you know, gigs or work out of that industry and, I just received a wedding invitation to one of my best girlfriends who lives in LA in California. And I'm like, how am I going to get to this wedding? Like, I know I've really got to be there, but I've got no money, I've got no direction in life. What am I gonna do? And I was actually just cleaning my bedroom, but I was incredibly, I was relaxed, I think, because I'd kind of given up. I'd surrendered i didn't i really honestly didn't know what to do next in my life and it was kind of this state of surrender and the next second i walked into a completely different reality mm. and i was standing in the body of a lifetime in atlantis and i was the priestess and i was looking through my own eyes as her and I saw, I saw the inside of the temple that you described. I saw every stone was so mathematically laser cut to precision. I could have looked at the stonework for eternity. Just the way that the structure was built with, with geometric alignment, you know, there was an opening in the temple that had the full moon light coming through. And that was connected to the Syrian constellation, I got told. There was a beautiful way in which the waters could fill the temple. And there was under, kind of under canals that would feed and kind of fill up this temple on a full moon, on a king tide. And then the dolphins would come in and the dolphins were part of this kind of energetic grid. And I saw all this. And I got a massive download, a complete remembrance. Um, there was teaching around birth, around the sacred mysteries of women and our power, our authority, our, um, our innate intelligence. Yeah. It was really profound. And um, the whole experience would have been no more than three seconds. <clears throat> but I could write volumes and volumes of literature on what was downloaded. So for me, I call that experience a, um, yeah, a real soul remembrance. I, I call that a real stepping into your human Akashic, your human DNA. And so it's not like a, it's not a splice of information, it comes absolutely and totally through every cell of your being and you have mm-hmm. a complete knowing an absolute knowing that what you are seeing is your and feeling is your direct experience and so this is what i'm really interested in is i really want women and men to have their own direct experience and remembrance mm-hmm. but you know after that experience um <laughs> I jumped online because I saw this vision of people giving birth, or women giving birth, with the assistance of dolphins. And so I jumped online. I was like, "Whoa!" I just Googled women giving birth with a dolphin. <laughs> i
0: never no, heard of Google this. Google Oracle knows everything. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of this before. And and there lo and behold there came up a beautiful um man a russian over in the red sea and i began to study his work he was documenting hippie groups that would go to the red sea Mm. and they went there year after year after year to just be in a natural environment but get this the dolphins in the water would come back every time this hippie community would would come. And they just wanted to birth. They just wanted to birth in the waters. And so year after year, the dolphins would actually begin participating, getting closer and closer. And so that, that that's a real big um, kind of ancient wisdom there for us to continue to unlock and unpack. Mm-hmm. But I saw that. And so literally that experience... Um, I, I then, um, I'm like, I, I need to be around women that birth. And I had no inkling to be a nurse or a midwife. I knew I couldn't study in the traditional university system. And I'm like, what's the next best thing? And I'm like, I can be a doula. But I didn't know what a doula was. But I literally just, again, Google, put in um, women that, support birth that don't need to be a midwife you know and (laughs) so the word doula came up and I'm like I'm gonna do that yeah and I was living in um a suburb called Armadale at the time and this is just like how how it can really shift the direction of your life is I um I just put in, yeah, I'm not going to study to become a doula in the medical mainstream way. It, like, it's going to have, have to have a bit of a spiritual element for me to be interested in it.
2: Mm.
3: And, and I, I don't know what I searched next, but I found um, a few suburbs away in Hawthorne in Melbourne, a school called the International College of Spiritual Midwifery.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was like,
3: that's where I need to go yeah so I'd catch the tram there and I began studying to become a doula so it's just interesting I mean I now, I don't do that work anymore but this is what this Atlantean and Lemurian Akash can ignite in us again
0: mm. is yeah. this
3: deep wisdom
0: yeah so beautiful wow what a much more to share Natalie it's
3: crazy (laughs) (laughs) this is just a snippet of you know what can open up in in, Mm. in someone's life when they tap into this
0: world absolutely and I I believe that you know we have synchronicities that you know I believe that we've chosen specific people and situations to awaken us to it so that, like, that book, you know, that book was um, a soul friend that awakened you. <laughs> totally, um, yeah. um, Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's beautiful. What I want to focus on next is coming back to Lemuria, hmm. coming back to what we talked about, the, the conflict between Lemuria and Atlantis. So Lemuria was a very peaceful civilization. What I was shown is that they they basically they weren't connected to their physical bodies they were connected to god source to source always and that they would use their physical bodies as vessels to move between and still being able to live outside of that if you know what i mean yeah. but they chose to incarnate into the physicality to experience the physicality and then connect with all that is so they had this deep connection. With the plants, with the earth, Mother Gaia itself, with um, the, the elements, and they, I believe that they had priests, and this is what I was shown: specific priests that would connect up into the into the divine and bring through me- messages. They also had specific birthing times. You know, a birth was celebrated so much; it was revered. And there would be only one baby, and they had specific ways of um, how can I coupling as such as well. So there was so much, and there is so much that we can learn from the connection, I suppose, the connectivity that Lemuria had with the divine, and also living a very anchored life here. So being one with all as such, and I. I remember seeing this vision about me being in this temple and being asked to take the crystals, the Lemurian crystals, the record keepers of Lemuria, because we infused the Lemurian crystals with the records that was in this temple. I remember seeing this temple with lots of scrolls and lots of books, and, but it wasn't scrolls and books like we know it. it was um, It was all encoded. Um, The pages would be blank and you'd you'd need a specific code like the scribes would need their energy to Uncover the information that was in there, but it was very rudimentary when I'm talking about a temple I'm talking about no roof Necessarily, I'm talking about a, a temple structure an energetic temple structure Okay, that was in the etheric or in the quantum realms that we accessed and I remember being told to infuse these crystals with information back in Lemuria and, and then I just remember and it's interesting because I remember jumping off a cliff as well so when, some, when someone talked about jumping off a cliff that was I feel like a lot of people did that back then okay and I just remember water like the whole place was breaking down like the it was splitting apart. And then there was this masses and masses massive amount of water. And I had dreams, even in this life or this lifetime, I had dreams about tsunamis, many, many, many dreams about tsunamis and the earth splitting up. And I went through a process of healing that. And I think everybody you know, will, will have that unconscious subconscious mind coming up. But then I was saying to my team, well, what do I do with this information? How do I access or what do I do with this? And they went, All you have to know is that you've been in that place in space, right? And that you can access the ancient ways. You remember the ancient ways. So bring those ancient ways back into this this modern times, into the civilization to simplify life. It's not to make life more complicated, but to simplify life. Because the Lemurians lived very simple lives. They lived with each other. It was very community-based. Um, they would do everything together. They telepathically communicated with each other. And, you know, based on your experiences and things like that, you can probably tell us more about that. But what is apparent is that the powers mm-hmm. think that they are the powers that be. They don't want us to remember. And this is where the work comes in, like with Tilly Cat, where she is shining a light on the darkness. She's shining a light on those things, the technologies, the information, That is available to us right from the divine which has always been there and it's like when we peel this matrix away, we can access it all. And yes, there are nefarious things that's going on and there is tunnels under the ground and there's all sorts of things technologies that's been kept away from us for a very, very long time and yes there's AI interference, but. And this is interesting. Spirit's just reminding me about something. I was lying in bed last night, so I have to bring it up. They said to me, no machine can ever replicate organic technology. No machine. Not one bit. It is, it it can't even comprehend the magnificence of us being or working in our organic state. In our spiritual state through God consciousness we have all the alchemy within us how can a machine replicate that it won't happen so this is what we're working towards keeping that organic technology now remembering ancient times bringing them back into play in our new earth so Galinda Tillycat, Mara, what have you got to say about all of this that I've just shared any of you just go <laughs>
1: I'll jump in. Um, I feel at the moment um, telepathically being able to talk to the wind or talk to the sun or talk to some of the elements around me is becoming more apparent. And even I play little tricks just to see if it is actually working. Like the other day it was uh, two days ago when I swam, it was hideously windy and I didn't want to actually get in the water. So I sat there and I said to the wind, I said, you know, I need to get in there. I want you to back off, and I'd like to, and it just all calmed down. And I said, mm. "Thank you very much." I went for my swim, um, sort, you know, did my little thing that I do under the water. See, um, I hear singing, and you know, just connecting the way that I do. And then when I came out of the water, I got dry, and then the wind picked up again. And I just said, "Thank you very much," and and I left. So I have mm. these little games that I like to try and play with communicating. I'm actually doing it with some friends at the moment just Mm. to telepathically. So that's what I'm playing around with at the moment and just teaching people that the wind is me. I'm the wind and not to, you know, I can just talk to it and and really freely ask for it just to back off for a moment. I did it while my daughter and I were riding home from school yesterday in this, this really strong headwind and it backed off. I was like, okay, and then you can pick up when I get back to school, back home, let's just... Back off for a moment, thank you. You know, so yeah. (laughs) So that's that's
0: something I'm playing around
2: with.
0: Beautiful, and that's what we we can do, right? So as um, an alchemist, and this is in my next program that I, energetic arts and alchemy for light wizard, truth seers, and mystics, modern mystics. This is what I'm bringing back. I'm teaching people how to activate that connection, the alchemy of God, and helping them understand that. You know or activate the telepathy amplify the telepathy within them helping them to work with the elements again the periodic table but not the periodic table like you know it now ancient ways of doing it right being able to connect with plants and speak to plants the weather um not manipulating the weather co-creating with the weather those yucky people out there they manipulating the weather you know look at what's happening in australia new zealand we this last week we've had a storm here that I cannot tell you it was so artificial it, it there is no way that the storm could have been a natural storm we had every 10 to 20 seconds lightning strike after lightning strike and it was you know when you when you feel the energy that it is it is like um, crawling up your skin that's the 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 thing that how I can explain it um and I lay here and I said to spirit no I've had enough I'm not having any of this and the amount of rain that fell down at that time was so intense and I lay here and I said to spirit okay bring in the frequency centaur thank you that we can disperse this and I spoke to the wind um, and I spoke to the the clouds and I could feel the energy I could feel the um, electric energy and I started dispersing it with the frequencies that was coming through me. And my whole body was tensing. And they said to me, relax, you know what to do. And as I relaxed, I could feel this really beautiful frequency, loving frequencies just come through me. And within five minutes, the whole area around us quieted down. And I was like, thank you. And then I fell asleep. And that was it. And the next morning, the sun was shining. So we can work with the weather. We can work with the alchemy of God, the alchemy within us. And this is what the Lemurians and the Atlanteans did. Unfortunately, in that time, yes, there was, the the Atlanteans wanted to understand the Lemurian technology, but they thought it was a technology, a man-made technology. They didn't understand that it was organic. So they tried to understand how these people could do the things that they did and co-create with the elements and everything and did experiments on them and horrible things that happened, you know, in Atlantis to the extent of this is where all the trauma is coming from as well. And unfortunately, yes, you know, that was part of the um, Atlantean ways, but the Atlanteans in themselves, they weren't like that. Yeah. It was this yucky, the same as what's playing out now. People, the definitely an infiltration. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was but it was an had... infiltration of the people for sure. Yeah, it wasn't the Atlantean people. It was off-worlder, different, mm. you know, star system that infiltrated into that society. That's this is what I was shown and yeah. created, started to create that really reverse the that whole kind of dynamic. Mm. Um, and this is the same, the same entities are doing it and trying to do it all over again. And look, they use fear. They use fear to lower vibration. We're in a war of vibration. Mm-hmm. And we're in a war of frequency because they know we exist within a frequency and the way to shift frequency is to raise vibration. So the technologies that they they brought out back then and the technologies that they're bringing out again are the same practically the same, but just in a different dimensional frequency. Um, and the idea is to lower frequency. So, you know, they, they will, I, I don't think we signed up for something all love and light, to be honest. I think we're in for a big, very big uh, mission here. And I can assure you I've been feeling the wrath of it um, since I've been vocal um and it's not easy it's not easy these days I think what what have I signed up to um but it is a time of master manifestation like instant manifestation I think you'll all probably agree that we are manifesting manifesting really like like that now compared to what we were say even two years ago do you agree
0: Natalie yeah absolutely things are happening like you think it and then it's it's there it can happen it's there Um, and it's because the frequencies that's supporting us are supporting our manifestation and there's the sense of it's not just manifesting the good stuff it's manifesting the stuff that you not necessarily want in your life either so it's about keeping your thought processes clear but doing the inner work to release the stuff that's creating the yucky thought processes and that's you know the attachments the stories and everything that we are telling ourselves so it's super important to to know that we're in the age the golden age of Gaia we're in the age of manifestation we're in a um you know I'm seeing triple five now this happened before COVID I had triple five sent my way literally every day three or four times a day and I couldn't understand and they said something's bigs something big's coming they didn't tell me that it was going to be that um, and i've been seeing that a lot again and in the last couple of weeks and since then there's been a lot of density there's been a lot of um you know obviously the storms and things that's going on and it's interesting what you say about the fear they're creating fear to cat because i felt that the storm that was here was to invoke fear because people that are afraid of noise and it was so loud and constant and it felt like we were being washed away so in any way that they can instill fear or invoke fear in people you know there's the sense of um, they're using their own technologies and their own stuff and I'm not going to go too much into it because I'm not allowed to say anything about it um, publicly because I also know choose your battles yeah Choose your battles and there is a time and there's a place and a space for everything that needs to be said. But in terms of what is happening in manifestation is we are creators. We can create our own lives. And if we can create, we can uncreate. So remembering the ancient ways, remembering our alchemy, our divinity, we can step out of the space of fear into our next level greatness. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally agree with that. Thank you, Tillycat. Myra, what do you have to say about this? Yeah,
3: yeah, just going back, i really about, you know, speaking of that connectivity to the land and in Lemuria. And I just, I really have to bring in the Indigenous Australians here mm-hmm. because this is something they have been teaching us and holding this frequency and holding this wisdom for so long and I honestly do believe they have so much wisdom from Lemuria yeah. or, or like the practices or the trainings or the teachings and the understandings. Yeah, so I, I think there's like a really big kind of um, pathway there for um, not only the, the people of this country, Australia, the Maori in New Zealand, but, you know, this this is for people all around the world to really connect back into the Indigenous of mm. the land because yeah. I do believe they have been the wisdom keepers for so long around mm. this sort of way of living, of being in harmony,
0: being yeah, unified. Totally.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think there's a lot to for us to still really grow in those areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Lemuria for me too is this, um, it's really represented for me when a mother, when a woman falls pregnant and she's growing the child within her womb. So that the child, the the unborn baby is surrounded in water for nine months. Mm -hmm. This is very represent, very symbolic of Lemuria. So where where we are connected where all of our needs are met by the mother all of our needs were met in the time of Lemuria you're right that connection with divinity when you know you're just one and you're just kind of swimming around in this liquid light way um, that's kind of where I go with Lemuria and how and then, kind of coming out and getting hit by the light of the day, that's for me um, very representational of us going into the Atlantis then mm. and going out in the world, having this external experience of what it means to be in physicality yeah. as as a soul. <laughs> mm. But Lemuria is this really watery world. Yes, I've been in oneness. Mm. Um, but being so connected. And, and I really think you're right. That's kind of what it's been like for me is also having physical form if we chose to, but we didn't have to be in that density. If we didn't want to be, it was yeah. more this yeah, kind of flow. Um, yeah. This real liquid, liquid light is what I get. And I've, I have had the kind of interaction with one of the beings Um, And she's just grand. I mean, she's bigger than three planets. Mm -hmm. And and her name, with our English language, she's known as Akwala Awala. Now, I can't say it in her language, but, but it's this real starry being as well so that's kind of yeah yeah lemuria is beautiful it's so beautiful <laughs> and
0: i feel that thank you for sharing that i i feel yeah. that um our star family our soul family you know they are wanting to connect with us and bring messages through and activate remembrance of those times as well because that's where the technologies that we innately use, you know all of the um, the remembrance of our innate gifts and abilities and that way of 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 God's way because ultimately mm-hmm. it is God's way. Mm-hmm. it's of peace, co-creation, collaboration um, it's returning back to Christ consciousness where we are accessing this vast array, this huge, um, what do I I want to call it a library of information that is available to us but we are at human level digesting what at every single step of evolution is necessary to be received and shared you know I always say to spirit come on hurry up and tell me what I need to know (laughs) because I'm impatient I want to know everything right now but they drip feeding information because they're like, you're not ready yet for it. You can't share this to civilization. You can't share this out because they're not ready for it. So there is a time and place for everything to happen and, and it's a natural evolution that happens. Yes, we're moving in the A into the age. Now, telepathy has been around, you know, been talked about for many, many years. But the older ways the technologies the spiritual sciences are coming back now into our new earth not just as party tricks okay they're not party tricks they're here to truly help humanity rise into higher consciousness and step into their own abilities and their own god consciousness and access that divine spark within them so that we can create a better world for ourselves. And the more, and this is what I've been shown by Spirit as well, that the more we rise, the more we access, the more we learn, the more we know as well. The more we rise into higher frequencies and have access to higher frequencies and information. Yeah. So for those people out there that's listening, that's like, well, it's great that you guys know all this information, but how do I access it? What would you say to them?
3: Relax. Hmm. You have to have a relaxed nervous system (laughs) and this is why they do this this is why we're living in this addiction of busyness yeah so it's kind of presented that way that we must keep up with the joneses and whatnot and we're just on the hamster wheel going nowhere Mm -hmm. so if humanity actually just relaxed and took a breath and paused imagine if we all just paused globally together in the same day in the same moment what happens to the body system is your nervous system will relax your higher self will want to come online your DNA will want to open up and relax and expand Mm. and share all this profound wisdom with you because we're actually designed that way the human body is actually built with this mechanics we're built for ascension we're mm. built for healing we are built for evolution and so humanity actually need to relax and chill the f down <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: thanks, Chrisley. the breath <laughs> the breath is very the breath important. yeah but, you know because for someone we're used to meditating we're used to connecting we have that and and we forget that most the majority of people don't actually have that in a sense gift they have it within them but they don't know how to access it so if anyone's starting out and you're constantly hearing go within go within what does that mean you know to someone who's who's not understanding what go within means it's like Tell me what go within these please. I just, I remember the frustration of being been told constantly go within. And I was like, what do you mean by that? Can you just show me, tell me? But uh, I would start personally with the breath work, just breathing five in, hold for five, breathe out for five, hold for five. And just continuously do that until you get to a state where you're hardly breathing. You know, you won't even know you're not breathing, but you get to a point where you're literally not even taking a breath. And that's when, if you can focus your attention to your pineal, um, then you can start to access. You will, For me personally, I literally see like the black hole open and light come through and then the story unfolds. So that would be my suggestion to anyone starting out is just breathe, just put yourself in a still position and your mind will wonder Um, And that's okay too. Don't beat yourself up for that. But start with breathing. Um, There's plenty of beautiful Akashic even um, meditations on YouTube that you can follow that will take you on little journeys and guide you through that. Um, And for me personally, it was really great doing an Akashic session or a QHT. Is it QHTT? I always get the letters.
0: QHHT.
2: QHHT. There you go. Um, The Dolores Cannon Technique. That was really great as well um, in kind of going further with what I wanted to go further with. So there, there are all those um, tools that you can you can access um, to be able to go further with, yeah. with your library. Yeah. yeah,
0: they're all great tools, really, really great tools. And um, I have done a QHHT session. It was very enlightening. Um, but the main thing for me was what really helped me was to deepen the relationship with my higher self Mm. my your higher self is everything right you accessing god consciousness it's the facilitator of your your channeling of the information that comes through for you it's your um your gatekeeper as such to be able to access all of this this different stuff that's coming through and also being able to see and experience and feel and understand and assimilate the information that's coming through. Because some of the information that comes through is super high level stuff. And if it wasn't for my higher self that could help me understand it or translate it. Um, yeah. And, and I, have this, I have this really deep connection. So whenever I step into wanting to understand anything, I will go into connection with my higher self, merge with my higher self. And everything unfolds from there. That way I can then access my guides or my guides can come through that space. Everything is facilitated through my higher self. So a lot of people will find that if they do this practice of connecting, merging with your higher self, feeling your higher self, breathing, feeling your higher self, setting the intention to connect with your higher self, right? and calling in the highest frequencies of divine love and light, that that helps you to open up your channel. It helps you to access and bring through the information that is then ready to come through you. Um, You're not gonna get like, like a flood of information. You might get snippets. And so write it down. If it doesn't make sense, if you're starting to see a vision, and if it doesn't make sense, write it down. And then next time you connect with your higher self again, write it down again and you will at one point realize oh my gosh okay there's some dots here things of making seems to me but certainly if you want to learn more about yourself do it through your higher self okay and your higher self facilitates your healing as well with you as a human being and this is where all the magic happens okay but then ultimately you have to also um, because it's not, it's not just about the spiritual. It's about tuning into the human experience and feeling in the body the, the humanness, you know, listening to the body messenger. But it's a real fine balancing act and working in co creation with your spirit team, with your higher self, with, with your body messenger, and being able to bring everything together so that you can understand and assimilate the information and make sense of it as such. Hmm. Okay, Linda, do you have anything that you want to share? Any tools?
1: Yeah, I've got two actually. I'll be quick with the first one is I find with children especially that they can't sit still and if we can assist them to learn how to sit still, and it's something that we do, we can do then together is to light a candle and just sit and candle gaze. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the breath will get slower and more soft and you won't even know that you're breathing. That's just a beautiful way for our children to connect to some stillness. And then the other thing is aligned with what you were saying about connection, bring higher self. But what I found for me that works remarkably is loving yourself and actually looking in the mirror. Mm. And it can be uncomfortable for some people, but I found that the most magic happens when I connect and daily practice doing the Ho'oponopono, forgiveness prayer. So look Mm. in the mirror and I and I say that. And you can keep going with it until the person that you're looking at is loving you entirely. So that love that you can find for yourself, for me, intuition goes up straight away. The stillness is there because you're breathing, you're looking at yourself. It is a practice. It may be very uncomfortable to start with. You're just seeing your, your whole soul. You're just everything, flaws and all. And when you can learn to love them all, everything
0: just opens up so that's one thing I'd like to share as well beautiful yeah beautiful yeah it is it is absolutely honoring the human experience here and because of that you know you've got to come back to love for yourself Um, it's easy for us as channels to be able to sit here and talk about high level things but ultimately it's like how do we anchor what we know, all of those ancient ways, the Lemurian times, the Atlantean times, the galactic information that's coming through to humanity now. How do we bring that and really anchor that so that we can create a life that we love and we can also turn that into a business as such or um, navigate parenting in a different way? And how can we work in co-creation with the earth Knowing what we know now and really anchoring all that information from ancient times back into the society in a way where it can be understood and can be translated, and so people can run with it. Like, for instance, if I can give an example about plant medicine, okay, so the plants hold so much wisdom. And back in Lemurian and Atlantean times, they knew this the plants were their friends, the crystals were our friends. Right, we didn't see them as separate. So, if we can come back into connection with what is coming through our spiritual channel and anchor that into this reality, we can really make a difference and bring back that that information um, that's necessary for us to evolve. I'm reading this book, The Ringing Cedars of Russia. I don't know if you've heard of it, The Ringing Cedars of Russia, Anastasia, and she talks about that um nature holds within it everything to help humanity every single plant every single leaf has been constructed or created with humanity in mind not that we are so special because yes we're special but we have the ability to access everything on our planet to help us to heal us to help us evolve to learn to grow to transform in every way that we can possibly imagine so it's about tapping in leaning in being courageous determined to and be curious to find out you know to tap into your channel and then trans- and then tap into the plants and see how that marries up what can you bring forward How can you bring this wisdom forward that is going to then um, be able to, as a naturopath, for instance, you be able to create medicine or lotions and potions that will help humanity and help people heal. So body work as well. You know, how can we, you as, for instance, as a body worker or as a healer, How can you open your channel, connect with those ancient ways, God consciousness, to be able to bring through technology, organic technologies and information that is ready to be shared here in a different way, to upgrade the human DNA, upgrade the bodies, you know, and and being able to give people the right tools and information so that they can move forward. And this is where my work is profound, because this is what I'm here to do, Sintoura is here as the educator centaur is the the frequency of god it's the creative frequency of god and through this frequency i access all of these different frequencies information and sometimes it feels a lot but i know that it's time it's time that we all step outside of our box and outside of fear and go what am i here to share so that we can assist this planet and not continue thinking about the the fear and the the darkness but we can move and alchemize and empower people to be able to move into the light yeah so my loves is there anything else that you want to share what do you want to leave what message do you want to leave people with today just before we go
2: I think um, if, if you don't, I'll go first. Um, connect with nature; it's mm-hmm. so important. Get your feet in the dirt ground because that's what grids us into the into this frequency um, and energizes us. Um, I find sun gazing as well is is very therapeutic um, yeah. for you know the downloads to come through um, and the upgrades of DNA but also if you can you know observe just be in the moment continuously if you can just i am here now remind yourself you are here now because the mind does have a tendency to go off on tangents um so just coming back to yourself coming back to center coming back to why you're here and it is to um to harmonize this this place yeah
0: yeah Yeah, beautiful harmonize this place people because we can we are creators (laughs) Myra what would you like to share my love
3: yeah my final words are probably to the audience that we are so incredibly powerful we really are and it really is what we put our attention on and using our power through our hearts yeah yeah and liberating the throat. And it is, it's kind of coming down to the crunch now where we've carried this information for so long, this wisdom for so long. So I think the final step is having the courage, is having the courage to go out there and talk about this and do gatherings like this and having this ancient wisdom come back. And I think, you know, um, because it is so powerful, this ancient wisdom, Uh, we need to be responsible with it yeah so this is kind of the 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 test now for humanity is we will be going back to these beautiful ways and creating new pathways and but we must be responsible with our usage and our implementation of this beautiful wisdom
0: absolutely Mm, so true each of us have to take responsibility and at an individual level so much for what is coming through us. And if something doesn't feel right, if something feels off, it most likely is. So always use your discernment. Mm. Good, Linda.
1: Uh, getting out in nature, yes, but getting into the water more so. Mm. So I know it's winter and it's it's really... Unfortunately, the water's not as cold as what it normally is. So it's actually a good time to get in the water. I, you know, bath, have a shower, jump in the pool, not so much the chlorine, but the, the ocean itself has so much, I don't know, so much wisdom. We're 70% water. We can connect with that water and, and yeah, just trust as well. Trust what, what, what happens when you are in the water. I don't mm-hmm. know how many of you get downloads in the shower or the bright idea comes when you're in the shower I actually don't use a dishwasher anymore. I prefer to use um, washing up with my hands because I get all these information when I'm when I'm in the water. I turn the washing machine on, it fills, and I've got all the ideas. So water um, and heaven is on earth. Get out and explore it. Get out amongst it and trust those little, that 2 a.m. voice in
0: your head that wakes you up. Trust it yeah absolutely absolutely. that's beautiful I love that you're talking about the water because it has its own divine intelligence and I always say whenever I'm in the shower that's where you you know and then I'm like oh my gosh I need to write it down and I've actually um I at one point I bought shower pens, but they've run out now because you can't quite bring your recorder into the shower (laughs) when you're having a shower um but yeah absolutely water is Incredible um, as a catalyst or an opening of your channel. And yesterday I was sp- speaking to someone and he was saying, Oh, his magic happens when he's in the water. So I feel that, especially for the water, because the, the intelligence of the water is actually um, being not killed, but the, there's a the sense that the water is dying off, if you know what I mean. I'm talking about the divine intelligence of the water and they're poisoning the water, so we as people, when we're in the water, it actually helps and assists the water to be activated as well, so um, being in the oceans, put your healing into the oceans, my loves, you know, speak your language, as I as I was um, sitting here, Galinda, um, one of my guides are coming through, and I'm feeling like I want to speak some light language, and it's them wanting to bring through a message, but I'm just going to say what is coming through now is, Heal the oceans and connect with the oceans, connect with the water in the bath. Put your healing hands into the water and send your frequency, send your energy into the water and then um, connect the the conducting. This is what they're saying to me. The water is a conductor of energy, right? So allowing that um, energy to come back through the water and then sending your energy back as above as below so (laughs) it's so beautiful my loves thank you so much for this incredible conversation i feel like we can talk so much more about this there's still so much that we can share about lemuria and atlantis especially diving deep into what they did there um so perhaps we can come back after some channeling sessions and share more about it definitely when you talk about Mara, the mathematics of it, when you talk about the um, you know, the sacred geometry and all of that, there's no way the pyramids were built by people um, in that way. So that is technology, ancient technology, but that's a conversation for a whole Another new day. day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you so much for this incredible conversation. I'll just quickly look, I've been looking down to see if there's any questions. Um, Not at the moment, but if you have any questions about Lemurian times or you have an experience of Lemurian or Atlantean times, please get in contact with me. I'd love to hear from you and we'd love to answer your questions about this and anything that we've spoken about today. So thank you for the love that you have shared here. I will share the links of these beautiful women below this video and also on the podcast. And um, until we speak again, thank you for your time.